Hey guys, Jeff Beggins here. Thank you for listening to the BE3 podcast. For the last 25 years now, with 55,000 transactions, billions of dollars in sales, coaching and training thousands of real estate agents, we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot, and we've done a lot, and now it's about giving it back to you. It's about empower, educating, encourage you to be the best you can be and take you to the next level. Thanks for listening. December 18th. End of the year, coming to a whole new decade. End of the year for a, for a real estate agent, because we take the whole week of Christmas off. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so you've got the Beggins Brothers coming to you today from beautiful Tampa, Florida. Cold and, today, 60 degrees. That's right. There's a little shivering going on. <laughs> so a little bit of kind of flashback remembrance, fast forward, all rolled into one. Craig and I were talking about what are the top five things we wish you as an agent really would accept and understand that will make your business better? Just the top five. So I think you're going to get some pretty cool content out of this here today. So in so. no order of importance, here's what we wrote down the top five things are. So number one, let's, let's banter about this one for a second. Your schedule is your job is your job period. That's it. Your schedule is your only job. That was drilled into my head early, early on. And it is so clear. How important is that? Let's, let's chat about that. And how do people not understand that? Well, I think that? you first understand, if your schedule is your job and you have a job, most jobs are 40 hours a week. So if right. you are gonna literally spend 40 hours a week in this real estate industry, how could you not find a transaction in 40 hours? Right? Right. So if you found a transaction a week, even if 10 or 20% canceled, you'd be doing 40 closings a year. And a lot of you are saying, well, I got this job because I didn't want a 40 hour a week job. And you want to do part time, which is fine too. Mm -hmm. But that's even more important that you have your schedule be your only job. Because well, if you're dropping your kids off and you have from 10 o'clock until two o'clock and that's your window to work, which is a reality for many of you right now, you have four workable hours right? Because your priorities are hanging out with the family and the kids and taking care of what you need to take care of. So if you, you schedule those four hours, though, you could be very productive. You could be hours. masterfully productive in those four hours, especially if you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a schedule and you only have four hours before you know it, by the time you have coffee and lunch and check your emails and your Facebook, it's time to go pick up the kids and you're broke. And you didn't really get any work done. Right. And if you're a productive agent, like we were having a great meeting here this morning and we were talking about this from the, the top agent levels, which is rolling into our next level university um, class that we're doing is one of the agents specifically was really frazzled because she's so busy and she's got too much business and is freaking herself out. And so we really, the conversation evolved into schedule is the only job and your schedule has to be critical that nothing else gets in the way. I well, remember dad let's talk about things you put in your schedule. Okay. You know, if you planned a half hour a day just to monitor your contracts and make sure your escrows are good and the inspections are on track and the, and the lenders being contacted, most of us are not working three or four or five pending contracts at any given time, right? So to spend a half hour a day looking at your file would pretty much guarantee success, mm -hmm. right? But if it's on your calendar from nine o'clock to 9.30, I'm gonna check my files. Right. And then you're done. And the beautiful part about this is you can make your schedule whatever it is for you. If you like mornings or like afternoons, you can arrange it for mornings and afternoons. So that's what I see people get really screwed mostly is when they lose control of their schedule yep. 
And then somebody calls and says, hey, I want to, I want to see a house. She said, okay, let's, let's go run. And then now you're out of control. So, and with this thing, I live by my calendar. You know, I've had three meetings already today. My thing went off, time to go podcast in Tampa. Bing, ding, 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 ding. It just tells you where to go. What That's to right. Do. Because you set it up that way too. Yeah. And it's got to become important. Like I was, I was talking about um, what dad always instilled in me, and I know you too, is you've got to treat your schedule as, as, as the gospel of it all. So yeah. is that if you had to get a blood transfusion, Yes. Right? And if you miss that blood transfusion. My dialysis Tuesday at 3. I'm going to my dialysis at Tuesday at 3. If you don't, you die. That's right. So how many of those appointments are you going to miss? None. Zero. So treat it as if you did have something like that one. You will have to do it. And that's a critical one. So we wish you really take the time um, to really understand your schedule. Design a schedule that works for you. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's four hours a day, it's four hours a day. But make them a productive form. And if it's taking Wednesdays and Sundays and Saturdays off, so be it. That's right. But make sure Mondays and the Tuesdays and the Thursdays and the Fridays and are, are better. Second one is, to me, I think this is one of the most critical ones. Pre-qualification is your number one skill. No, no doubt. Let's t- talk about that. Where do you see pitfalls? With- well, just speaking of our own, our own business, we have over a 20% cancellation rate in contracts. And that, that baffles me because there's like three reasons contracts cancel. It didn't appraise, it didn't pass inspection, or financing fell, financing fell through. Well, we know those three things are the problem. Right. So before we accept an offer from a buyer, we should talk to the buyer's lender, right? And find out if he's actually made how close they are. Because no buyer really should be looking at a property until they've, they're pre-approved. Right. Yeah. If you're going to solve these problems. Well, to solve all of those, if you were my potential listing, we're going to get the home inspection done up front. Right. This way we're not going to have any inspection issues. Any buyer who's even going to come under contract, I'm going to speak with the lender. Yep. And then we're going to have done our homework and we know the appraisal is going to come in. Right. And we're going to have talked to the other agents and say, look, if you want to add this contract, understand this is as is. We're right. I hate that. Here's where I see people. Let's talk about the. I've got a, we've talked before about the three things that I have from a pre-qualification standpoint that I think if you don't follow, you're in deep, deep, deep trouble and your schedule is blown you're wasting too. your time. So if you're a buyer, if, if, if I met Craig and he says, hey, I want to look at houses, I'm ready to go and I'm working with Wells Fargo. Great. You want to show me houses this weekend? Sure, I would. I'll see you at 10 o'clock Saturday. Great. Who are you two working with at Wells Fargo? Right? Number one bullet point I have is speak with the lender. I'm going to take your pre-approval letter, look on the bottom and it's going to say Carla Smith. And there's a phone number there. I'm going to call Carla. Say, hey, Carla, Jeff Beggins here, Century 21. Listen, Tell I'm working with Craig. With... How far, what kind of loan program do you have for him? Have you pulled his credit? Have you seen his pay stubs? Have you, what's going on? Where is he going to be? How much does he have to put down? And if she doesn't have those answers yet, then... Your you, buyer's not ready. You're not ready. It's rude for me to take you around if we don't have those answers because I can get you excited about how she can't afford There's it. too many pitfalls. Right. And there's so many choices of loan officers. And there's some really good loan officers out there. And, and just really, like real estate agents, there's some really bad loan officers out there. That's right. So prequal, that, then the second one is if I'm showing you around and you say, hey, show me Brandon and Bradenton. And, yeah, and I'm deciding between Harbor. Safety Harbor and Clearwater. He's not ready yet. So that's not really a good one yet. And then when do you have to be in your new home, sir? Oh, I don't have any urgency. Yeah, I'm <laughs> month to month in my apartment. No, my lease is up October 10th. Right. Then you're done. So without those three questions, 
I shouldn't be working with him as a real appointment. Now he's a lead follow-up and incubator that I'm going to spend right. time with, but you're not getting in my car on Saturday to look at houses. I'm not yet. missing the kids' football game. That's right. To so I see that being that a buyer. huge pitfall for agents because you get attached to the which goes right back to your schedule. Because if you don't pre-qualify your buyers, your schedule is shot because you'll be working with people that aren't ready to buy for hours and days on end. And then how about the fake listing appointments is the other thing I see from right. a pre-qual standpoint. So if you're thinking about selling your house, Craig, where are you moving to? Uh, not either Colorado or New Mexico. Right. No motivation. And what time frame do you need to be in your new place? Oh, we're not in a hurry. Probably like okay. to do it by the summer. And the third one is, are you going to be realistic on your price? And the answer is clearly no, because you don't have a time frame to be anywhere because you have no place to be. So too many agents would run on that listing appointment mm -hmm. because the guy's thinking about selling his house and their schedule's blown. They have no real contracts and they're freaked out and they're running out of control. So I wish you would spend more time in 2020 realizing how important pre-qualification is. I wouldn't even call it pre-qualification. I just call it qualification. Qualification. I yep. wish we would not accept an offer from a buyer until we talk to them as a listing agent. And as a buyer's agent, I wouldn't have a buyer write an offer until I had them vetted for all those That's things. right. That's right. And it, what would you do if it was your home? Right. right. Would you let somebody in that you didn't know who they were and if they had any money? Right. I mean, what do we do for the multi-million dollar homes? Right. And you're not getting in that house until we've seen your proof of funds. Mm -hmm. We've Googled, searched and stalked your ass everywhere. And we've had a physical conversation to make sure that you're serious about the property. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Yep. So if it's a hundred thousand dollar house, you should do it anyway. Why? Because that's the right thing to do. So qualify, 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 qualify. So that's the second one. Um, third one is interesting and it just it's an interesting statement. You, once you have a contract, you've got to learn how to let it go because how much control do you have over that deal? Once you qualify it, it's throw it to the wind. Really it's throw it to the wind. It's got to close or it's not. There's only two things that could happen. It's going to close or, or it's not. not. It's going to appraise. Or it's, or it's not. not. It's going to pass inspection for the lender. Or it's not. And the guy's going to go through underwriting. Or it's or not. It's not. <laughs> or they're going to be alive before closing. Or they're not. I mean, literally that happens, right? Mm -hmm. So, And you have zero control over any of those items at all. So we see so many people working on their deal and saying, oh, my God, I got this deal closing next Tuesday and I got to make sure the appraisals. You don't do anything, <laughs> right? You have nothing to do with the appraisal at all. I've got to work to keep this deal together because I don't want to spend my time on my calendar doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, to find another one. So to that point, you have no control whether it closes or not. And it's predetermined it is or it isn't. Well, somebody, it, be clear. You have control once the contract is accepted. You have no control. After it's accepted. After it's once accepted. it's a contract. You have no control over that right. to, the, to closing. So you better have three or four things pending because uh, to your point, 20% of them are going to fail. That's right. And so just be prepared for that budgeted in. I know you're doing a good business planning this morning and you kind of factored all that in on that. And if people want a copy of the business planning thing that we're doing, maybe we could send a message send and send it over. The next one is this one I think is really important. It's kind of goes to what we're doing with next level. You is Realize that everything does work, right? But if you don't pick one and master it, you're going to never have a business. Yeah. So, you know, we're very fortunate. Realogy has created some really cool stuff for us. And Mike, our marketing guy, has created some really cool stuff. And like you said, everything works. But it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Yeah, There's too is. many things. And the analogy I use is it's like being a rich kid at Christmas. The presents keep coming. And you don't even have time to play with them because you want to open the next present. It's the same thing for us in real estate. 
you got real sure you got iBuyers, you've got special social media things yeah. you can do you got all this stuff too many and it all works but if you're spending all your time a little bit of time on social media and a little bit of time on iBuyers and a little bit of time on this a little bit of time on that you're not getting anything done because you guys know you're guilty of this. You're sitting there, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's a great idea! I'm going to start working on that one." And you start working on it. Like, what? What did you just say? Oh my oh, god, open that's houses? a great that's idea. Let me go work on that one. You got a buyer from open houses? Okay, I'll try open houses. You spend a day and a half on that one. You say, "What? What? what? Huh? Oh, that's an interesting YouTube video I saw. That's a great idea. Let me go do this one." And then six weeks goes by, eight weeks go by, and you're you've not even half-assed any of them. You've tenth-assed a bunch of them, and you're sitting around wondering why you don't have any business. And why everything works because you see the person who did that open house that was a good idea actually followed through and that was their mastery moment, right? Yeah, so when open houses we teach, on Monday, turn the open house request into the staff. Yep. They're going to put it on century21.com. They're going to put it on YouTube. They're going to put it on Zillow. Zillow. They're going to put it on realtor.com. They're going to get all that up. And then you got five days of pre-marketing going on advertising your open house. Setting up the Facebook events, doing the flyers. Doing the yeah, signs. That's up. an event. It's an open house event versus yep. somebody else's. Friday, yeah, I think I'll do an open house on Saturday. Total different concept. But somebody's saying, oh, that's a good idea. But that goes right. back to our number one is your schedule. If you know that on Saturday you're going to do an open house, then you can put in your schedule the events leading up to the event. That's right. So if you don't pick one, guys, and my wish for you for 2020 is pick one, right? Pick Maybe one. two. Get one, exhaust it, and then do number two if you have to. One or two, depending on your schedule, you can kind of work those in there. But if you start to kind of hodgepodge it and just do a little bit, it's not going to work. And then the last one is have the self-awareness to know whether or not you're a transactional agent or actually in this to build a business. And either one's okay. Let's talk about the difference between those two in a second. Okay. Well, this is interesting. So the little class I did this morning was I, I took an example of just business plan. I said, how many listings are you going to take next year? Mm -hmm. And I, I did a sample and my sample said 18 listings taken for the year. And then I said, well, let's be real. Cause some of those listings are going to come in October, November. It might not sell this year, mm -hmm. right? Cause there's a timing element. Some simpler are going to be not motivated and not can't are yeah, going to cancel. Priced, right. Yep. So we said out of 18 listings that we took, which would be one and a half a month, we're going to have 14 of those close. And okay. in, in the year. And then we talked about buyers and, and this example said, I'm going to work with two buyers a month. Okay. Right. And we were going to work with a buyer like you talked about. So that would be two buyers a month would be um, 24 buyers. Two guys, not 24 of them, two buyers. Two buyers, but 24 buyers for the year. And then we figure some of those are going to cancel and have timing delays for the year. Mm -hmm. So we cut that down to 18, I think it was. So we added 18 and 14, it was 32 transactions. That's a aggressive year for a real estate agent 32 transactions right you are in the upper echelon of everything 10 times what the average agent does in the country and then we went and said let's pick an average sales price of 300 grand and i, I said some words i shouldn't say on this um we decided we we're gonna get a three percent commission so it was nine thousand dollars per closing times 32 closings it's a uh, nine times 30 207 it's just like three hundred thousand bucks and then i said huh well three hundred thousand bucks you're in a high tax bracket now yeah. So you're going to pay a good 35% probably income tax. So 35% of 300 grand, about 90. You still got $200,000 tax-free coming in. Then we broke that down to $16,000 a month. And this is what the point I want to get to. Mm -hmm. 
If you're making $16,000 a month, you think differently than if you're, if you're going hand to mouth, right? Yep. So we're talking about being a transactional agent. When you have that level of business we just discussed coming in, you can afford help. <laughs> That's right. You know, spend 375 bucks on a transaction coordinator to monitor all this so you can go do what you want to do. Whether you need the help with the work or just want to take the time off. However, somebody who does that for you makes and, all the sense of the world. Now, that was a perfect example of a business mind in real estate, right? right? That's running a business like a business. That's talking about doing one and a half listings, right? And two buyers. That's three and a half transactions a, a month. month, right? If so, I schedule somebody working a 40-hour week. And there's four weeks. So you're talking about less than one, uh, less than one deal a week. Right. If you're really focusing and you can't, you, you can find one deal a week. You guys know you could if you're focusing on it. But that's running a business, that's numbers, that's accountability, that's the whole quadrant. But that's making 16 grand a month net to your pocket, which is a big business. That's a big business. So here's the challenge I see. This time of year, everyone's saying, do your business plan, do your business plan. And there's so many agents that are just like, I just zoned out with everything you just said, Craig, because it's just a lot. Because <laughs> I don't really want to think about it. I'm happy to bring in 25 grand to help the household. Perfect. Right? So Do embrace, that in January. <laughs> take right. the rest of the year off. But embrace that, right? If that's the case. If you're ha truly happy making 25 grand, that's five deals over 12 months, do a deal every other month and take the pressure off yourself, but don't trick yourself into thinking you even have to look at the form Craig talked about. You don't. You don't. You're gonna hang out. You could go to a bar every day with your name tag. <laughs> Right, and you will find six deals throughout the course of the year just from knowing the bartender and tipping him or her well. Right, right. That's not a business. That's a doing transactions. And what percentage of the agents in the industry are doing transactions versus running a business? Be uh, I'm gonna say eighty percent at least. Right, which is interesting, right? But it's true. Mm -hmm. So most people are trying to force themselves into a business-minded plan when they're not business-minded people. And that's not a knock. Nope. That's being self-aware enough to know that you're not, don't even have the need to build a business. You're just simply trying to pop a few transactions to put some cash in the bank. So embrace that and stop tricking yourself into saying, oh, did I do my one and a half listing presentation this week? It's bullshit because you'll never do that because you don't have any reason to at all. Sure. So that's what I wish as a takeaway is that you would be real with yourself, not for the year, for the quarter, right? And say, and Q, we're about to do something I'm extremely excited about with Next Level U, and I know you are also. Right. And we're breaking it into three separate classes. And I think this is relevant to this point. Day one is Next Level U, the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And that's the name and of it's it. It's invitation only to people doing less than four transactions. Z zero to five deals. That's it. And um, zero to four deals. And if you have done more than that, you're not in this class because this is the fundamentals to get going. And this is zero talk about business plan. There will not be a With business the intention of getting four transactions in the coming quarter. That's right. We will just by focusing on the fundamentals of transactions without any business planning to it. Right. It's about going to get four deals this in Q1. So think about just Q1. Don't even think about 2020 because there's elections coming. There's rates in coming. There's who knows what's going to happen. But 90 days from now, it's going to be exactly the same as it is now or pretty close to the residual trail. So can, just no Q1. So the second day is kind of cool. And that is from five to 11 transactions. And that's a different group of people. That's a whole different mindset. Yeah, they've got the fundamentals. Got the fundamentals. They can write a down. contract. They can do that type of stuff. You're kind of competent and kind of confident, but you're still full of doubt, fear, and anxiety because you're not really good yet. 
because you don't have consistency to build a business, but you know how to do transactions, right? right? So that's going to be an interesting group because it'll evolve into somebody to just do more transactions or people that want to go to the next level, which is actually grow a business. And then day three is um, next level university for um, top agents. And that's you're doing consistently at least a deal a month. Yeah, so you, you can't even get in the room. At that level, you have a little bit of money, but not a lot of time. And now, and what you're lacking is the control over your schedule, the consistency, and the ability to actually duplicate your activities so you can actually have an ongoing concern, which is a business that one day you could sell and actually have predictable income coming through. So I think that's going to be an interesting class because a lot of the solutions are uh, not very sexy. Right. Right. It's not, it, it's back to basics really in most cases. Because once you get to that level of 12 or deal, deals or more, yep. you, you're managing a whole different process. And here's the interesting thing about that one. It's, it's it going to be extremely confronting yes. for the top agents because they are in a complacent mode because they're making money, mm -hmm. right? And the people below them in the two classes prior are out to eat their lunch, right? Yep. And they're hungrier so you gotta stay and they're stronger. So the top agent world is about defending your turf and building your brand so you're impenetrable from the people that are trying to shoot you down, right? Mm -hmm. So, and if you don't, the people that are in the fundamental class, six months, nine months from now, they could totally own your sphere, yep. right? If they're leveraging Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Nextdoor and all the different things that we're, we're teaching, it, they're extremely vulnerable, but they're so powerful if they just make a couple tweaks. But that's a business mindset there because they're beyond transactions, they're actually in business. Right. So that's the thing. So for you, I really want you to get a thought about what are you? And where are you for Q1? Is it transactional based or are you really business based? So let's soften that a little bit because it's okay to be transactional based. Yeah. As long as you're doing a good job and you're competent at what you do, right? Yeah. You get a lot more experience when you do more transactions. So you're technically a little more better, but we were going over the roster today with one of the agents here and she does three deals a year. Every one of them is a million or 2 million bucks a year mm -hmm. per transaction. She's thrilled. She's got her kids. She pulls in some extra cash. She travels most of the year with her husband. Life's good. That's a fantastic transactional agent. Mm -hmm. There's zero business plan with her at all. She has zero clue where her next deal is coming from. She's just lucky and fortunate to be in a really rich sphere and deals will fall on her because she's a good person. There's no business plan to teach that, guys. That's that's it. So Take the pressure off yourself. <laughs> and if she doesn't get the deals, oh well. Right. It doesn't really matter. But for those of you who are actually in this to build a business, realize that you may not be there yet mentally and physically and capably yet. So let's get some transactions down and open invitation um, coming up January 13th, 14th and 15th. We um, are at the Sheraton four points right by Tampa airport um, for three days. And um, you'll, you'll probably see us push some stuff out about that. But uh, Monday, the 13th is for fundamentals zero to four deals. And we do check and you will not get in that room if you're not in that bucket. Um, day two is five to 11 transactions closed in 2019 where you don't get into the room and 12 plus, or you certainly don't get into the room is on the 15th. So, um, I, it's wide open, no cost. It's our rising tide raises all boats mantra. And so those of you who are watching, now, we've got a lot of comments already. People wanted to come. We got people coming from a lot of different places for this too, on top of our agents. So it's gonna be pretty cool. cool. So anyway, let's summarize these top five. Number one, your schedule is your only job. Number two, Qualification. If you don't qualify it, guys, you're wasting everybody's time. Third one, realize that you have no control 
after it's under contract. It's going to happen or it's not. It's tough. It's tough to swallow that, but it's true. Well, that's a real acceptance term. Acceptance. It's accepted. Yeah. It's gonna, there's only two options. It can close or it can't. And, and nothing you can do about it. That's it. Those are the only two options. So, And we were joking a little bit today. said, here's how a real estate transaction really is. Hey, Craig, you want to sell your house? Yeah. Hey, I'll give you 400 grand for it. How about 420? Okay. I'll wanna, let's close it in the middle of January, the 15th. Deal. All right. There's a deal. Yep. And I'm either going to show up on the 15th with 400 grand or I'm not. That's right. We don't even really need the contract because it's either going to happen or it's not. I want to buy and you want to sell or you don't and I don't. And it's either going to happen or it's not. Same thing. There's no, there's nothing other than that. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Once we come up with the agreements on it. So the fourth one is everything works. But if you don't pick something, focus, you're in deep trouble. And then transactional versus business versus business minded and have the self-awareness to appreciate and accept whichever one of those two you are, but don't be forced by your broker, your manager, your spouses, any coaches to try to force you into a business bucket when you're not there. Right. Just say, I'm not going to build a business plan. I'm going to do five deals this year and I don't know how the hell I'm going to get there. And I'm okay with that. Right. That's the way most people's business plan industry. is. Yep. So do it. So that's our takeaways. And that's our kind of wish for the end of the year for you guys. So wishing you a phenomenal. We'll still do probably um, a couple more podcasts. We got a fun one coming up. We're going to squeak in before the end of the year for you guys. So keep an eye out for that. Cool. Any parting words, Mr. Beggins? Uh, have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Get a little business planning in and come nah, ready to. He said he couldn't help saying business <laughs> I planning. Okay. Just or do some transactions. Have some fun. Let's make 2020 rock and roll. This is just my last thought here. From everything I can see and read and feel and research and just sense, 2020 could be the best year ever. The best year in the history of the economy, the industry. And everything. There's, it's, there's never been all of these things lining up in place to make it th that perfect with consumer confidence, with rates low, inventory low, buyer demand high, everything going well. So prepare now and exhaust yourself in 2020 so you can take advantage of things when things ultimately will shift because they will. But this is not the year it's going to shift, guys. This is the year to actually crush it. So take some time, reach out to Craig or myself anytime we can help you as always. And thank you for watching. Make hay when the sun shines. That's it. Thanks guys. Have a good